0: today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live.
1: This is Pastor Doyle Jackson. I'm in for Bob today. My wife, Jennifer Jackson, is
2: here with me. Having a great time.
1: We are. I wonder, you know, where do you go when you're looking at the world around you today? What do you do to encourage yourself? How do you build yourself up? You know, for me, I have to go to the Word of God. It's it's why I do uh, a Year in the Bible uh, podcast. It's, it's out there every day. I try to give people four to five minutes of encouragement every day from God's Word because I need encouragement. And so I try to encourage myself. I try to look at God's Word. And every weekend on Saturday, I look at Proverbs. And on Sunday, I look at the Psalms because... I, wanted, I want the wisdom of God on Saturdays, and I want the worship of God on Sundays, and that's what I'm doing right now. And so I want to invite you to join me in that. I want to invite you to invite a friend to begin to read through the Bible, read the Bible every day, and, and be encouraged in that. And so, you know, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts, Jen?
2: I think that Proverbs is so, so important. I challenge the women today on Simply for Women that if they would just, whatever the day of the week is, read that proverb every day. You know, I know people that for their entire life, they read the proverb of the day because there's 31, you know, chapters there. And so yep. you could, you can literally do that every single day, depending on the day of the week. And we need understanding. We need a deeper level of discernment. And, and that's all that... Proverbs talks about. And I think if we have that, it'll help us in the times in which we live to walk out in wisdom. And I I don't know about you. I know we desperately need that.
1: Yeah, I think like so right now, right now we uh, in the news, we're talking about, you know, what's going on in Iran. We talk about the drone strike. We talk about uh, should we strike back, you know, you know, and all this stuff. And then I look at Proverbs and it, it says like it says like, don't make an agreement too quickly. Now, what's what's interesting to me about that is Proverbs six is is what I was looking at last night that I was reading and studying last night at home on my own, and and I was just trying to encourage myself and what the Lord has to say. And Proverbs six, it's like a father talking to his son. And and what I see in Scripture sometimes is that more than likely uh, this was taught to his son in segments so that they were auditory, so that they were memorable. And so these fathers would teach their sons and their daughters the the truth of life, but in the same way that you and I would teach row, row, row your boat. It, it would have uh, rhyme and meter to it to remember it. And, and this proverb, it starts out, Proverbs 6, 1, it says, My son, if you have put up security for your neighbor, if you have shaken hands in pledge for a stranger, you have been... Trapped by what you said, ensnared by the words of your mouth, so do this, my son, to free yourself, since you have fallen into your neighbor's hands. Go to the point of exhaustion and give your neighbor no rest. So it says, you know, basically, if you've co-signed a loan, you don't do that, boy. And everybody knows that. Don't co-sign a loan for just a stranger, for your neighbor, for just anybody. And, And he says, if you've done that, you need to run as fast as you can. You need to to run quickly and say, "No, I shouldn't have signed that with you. I can't agree to that. I can't do that. I can't give the next thirty years of my life to that." And see, this is what we're doing as a nation. We're making quick decisions every day, and it's not built on wisdom, and it's not it's not prudent. You keep reading, keep reading on, and he says, "You know, these are the things that God hates." You know, do you do you think that God has an opinion about your life and the way we're living? Well, that's why we go to the word of God. That's why we look at the news through the lens of God's word. You know, just because someone tells you you have to bake a cake for somebody may not mean you need to bake a cake for everybody. You know, it, you you have the freedom to bake cakes or not bake cakes. That's the way that works. And and I realize that's working its way through the court system and it's got lots of ups and downs. But in here, you know, the word of God says this. Our, our world will tell you that it's okay to build a relationship with someone that's married to somebody else. You know what the proverb says? The proverb says, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. It says, if you try to go after someone else's spouse, they may have appeared to you to be disinterested. They may have been a disinterested spouse. But the moment they see you flirting with them, their spouse is going to come running back to them, and they're going to heap coals on you. And, and I read this, and it's so picturesque, and I just hear these wise generation of elders speaking to the children saying, you know, there's a wise way to approach this, and there's a foolish way. And, and when I see that, I think when I started today, I was talking about uh, Mark 6 and, and John the Baptist speaking to Herod Philip, and, and he, he takes his uh, his brother's wife as mm-hmm. his own. I'm like, if someone had just read the end of Proverbs 6 to you, Herod Philip, you would know this is not going to end well for you, because it didn't. It it blew up in his life. It, it, it totally destroyed him.
2: Well, you know, Proverbs, it says it even gives instructions for the young. And so it's really for all ages, and we think about... Yep how important that is. We just need to know, don't we? I mean, God God's word is really that protection mechanism in our lives. He's trying to protect us from so much hurt and so much heartache. And as we dive into that, I think, boy, there's that wisdom that we all need. Yeah,
1: and and, and the wisdom is there. It's available for you. You just have to be willing to go out and seek it. You have to be willing to, to open it up and, and spend some time with it. And um, yes, you will have to turn off some of your other noise devices and and things going on. You'll have to set it down and but it it'll prove
2: it'll prove itself right. That's the challenging part, isn't it though? I mean yep. you you have to set aside some time. And I think it's good to do that either in the morning or in the evening when you you just have to make that bookmarker in your day if you can.
1: Definitely. So so for me, I I do well in the morning for a little bit. But then I really do better in the evening when I really dive into it.
2: I know it's fascinating to me. I'm like half asleep and here you are. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you've revitalized yourself. I don't know how that happened. I wish I don't get my second wind anymore like I used to. Oh, well, I, I wish I, I did. Maybe I, I will again.
1: <laughs> well, it calms me. It gives me peace before I go to bed. And um, it, it gives me the, the frame of mind that I need. And so that's that's why I enjoy it. Well, so you that's know, what I do.
2: The word of God, it's living, it's active. It says in Hebrews, it, you know, and so that's, what's kind of cool about it. it. You think you're reading the same thing over and over again and you are, but yet it's alive. That's what's so very fascinating about the Bible.
1: It is. Mm-hmm. God's word is good. Yes, it I, is. I love Proverbs because I look at it as like a, a father child talk, you know, in, in our world, I remember when, when our kids are growing up and. Um, we said, well, you know, you need to have the talk with with your eldest. And I'm like, the talk? And well, in our world, that means one thing. But in the Bible, when it says have the talk with your, your child, it's about introduce your child to the wisdom of God. It's about begin to open the word of God. And um, I've been getting these emails from people that are doing a year in the Bible with their children. That's and I'm good. like... Wow, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see parents sitting down and listening to a year of the Bible with their kids, and then they open up the Bible and they read it together. I, I thought, I in my mind, I'm always thinking about guys. I, I'm always thinking about the men and how I'm going to help the men uh, read through their Bibles, and and now I'm getting these stories of sometimes uh, people sitting down, uh, a man with their son, you know, and I've always been impressed by that, you know, that they'll do that. And it, it really is, it's powerful. It's changing their lives. And, and you can do it too, you know. You can have the the, the talk with your kids every day, but it's, it's growing because God is growing.
2: Well, don't underestimate the power of those memories that you're creating with your family. Those, the, as hard as it is, I mean, you are... You are definitely going upstream when you're trying to carve out that time, even if it's just a few minutes in God's word together. But those are the memories that they're going to love and they're going to hang on to and look back on in their lives. You know, it's the time when you stand by the door and hold hands and pray before you go on a trip. It's the, you know, it's the kneeling by the couch. It's the, you know, sitting on your mom's bed and praying with her right before bedtime. And all those, those are the memories, I think, for kids that end up being the mar- the the hallmarks when they they grow up and life really hits them hard they can look back on those times and those are anchors for them
1: yeah the, i all the memories that i have of my dad you know teaching me the word of holding his hand in church of him sitting down like like my dad would serve us communion at home That's when awesome. we were boys and and he would say i know we do this at church but we're going to do it here at home as a family and he would say I want you to know from me that I believe this is the body of Christ Jesus and that this grape juice, it it reminds us that Jesus bled for us and he gave his life for us. And that really, it challenged me as I grew up, you know?
2: I think I remember like your family would kneel on the family room floor to repent. I mean, who does that anymore? What a powerful thing. It's important. Yeah,
1: they taught us to cry before God. Mm. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. I love this. This is this is Proverbs four. We're gonna we're gonna leave you with this before we go to a break. and we come back, we got some good news for you, all right? It's it's Proverbs four. It says, For I too was a son to my father, still tender and cherished by my mother. Then he taught me and he said to me, Take hold of my words with all your heart, keep my commands, and you will live. That's the father talk that we all need to have today. It, it's why we listen to Christian radio. It's to encourage us to have the father talk with our children to have the father talk with our father in heaven i'm glad you're listening to bob birdie live i'm pastor doyle jackson glad i could encourage you today keep listening we'll be right back with some good news
0: bob wants to come to your church Find out how to host a CrossPower Weekend at CrossPower.net.
1: You're listening to Bob Bernie Live. This is Pastor Doyle Jackson. The end today, uh, I want you to pray for Bob. You know, Bob does an excellent job. I'm filling in today, and I can just tell you, it's a lot of work what Bob does. He does uh, all the work to go through what's going on in the news and help you and I think about it and really discern our approach from God's perspective And so when Bob is back, you need to call in and thank him for his hard work. I really appreciate Bob and Christian Radio. My wife, Jennifer Jackson, is here with me today.
2: I love being here. Thanks, honey.
1: Yeah, it's good. The reason we like this is we want you to know we are so thankful for Christian Radio. We are so thankful for WRFD and and all the people that work here. They're such a great team of people, and they really do care about you. They love you. They pray for you. They believe that that Ohio needs more of Jesus, and that's why they're here, and uh, we're glad to just be a little bit of part of that and to encourage you, and so I want to challenge you to to call your radio station, thank them, and, and to give and make this possible, because we need this ministry. They stand for so much good stuff.
2: It's a great team, really powerful team. Well, let's get to the news. All right. I I see this really neat story. It's just absolutely adorable. But this was on the Today News today, and it's a firehouse, and it left a baby. Someone left a baby boy at the fire station. Did you realize this is in Kentucky? And you can actually do that. There are fire stations that are safe houses for infants. Yeah. And so this mother, she left the baby. He's absolutely adorable. Uh, In a shoe, he's so cute in a shoe box. And what was really sweet is she left the baby with a note and she said, I love you at the bottom of the note. And just such a powerful thing. You know, this family that ended up getting to foster and ultimately adopt him that mother saw this story in the news and started praying, God, could it be us? Could you pick wow. us? Because they were already in the process. And, and then that baby ended up being assigned to them. So that was very cool. And and now they're waiting to have another, a bit, to adopt a baby girl. But but anyway, this family, they chose to name him Samuel and he's now officially adopted. And it's just really, really neat. He was only three pounds when, when they got him. And, and now he's he's healthy, he's strong, he loves his brothers and, and hopefully they'll have a little girl soon too.
1: That's beautiful. That's mm-hmm. that's wonderful.
2: It's amazing. It it
1: says she left a note at the bottom and she said, I love you. And and this mom, she she just she didn't feel she was in a position to give him what he needed and, and yet um she gave him to uh she gave him to the fire station so they get him in a good home and he is. He's he's 20 months old now.
2: Yeah, they're going to save this note and and let him have it when he gets older. And, you know, they're just really neat adoptive parents. And um, wow.
1: So they fostered him for 581 days. You know, I, I don't think you should take that lightly. If you feel God calling you to foster and then adopt, you need to take it very seriously because I know people that have thought about it, and it's a big decision. But you need to know, it's a life-changing decision. We have a, a friend and a neighbor, and they have fostered so many children uh, over the years. We have a family in our church that has fostered dozens and dozens of kids over the years. And, and you need to take it seriously. It's, it's a really important calling. It's a ministry. And I love the fact that they named him Samuel. I mean, Samuel— had to leave his home and he went to live with Eli. I mean, what a beautiful picture from the Bible. And and that's encouraging.
2: Well, and what's really cool about the story is his name is actually Samuel Ryan. And Ryan, the the adoptive mother, her brother her brother's name was Ryan, and he was a fight, firefighter and he passed away. So she named him after Oh wow. Her brother, and that's kind of that's cool good. too. That's good. You know, God really cares about the widows and the orphans. That's his heart. It and is. when we engage in that, and if God's called you to that, you know, that's really a mission that's close to God's heart. Yeah. I don't know why this
1: showed up in my news feed today, because it's old. It's old news. It's from October, but it's it's about a police officer who was actually, uh, he was trapped in his car in Louisiana it's from October, no, I but, didn't see but, that. but some good Samaritans showed up and they pulled him out. It's probably because I'm always watching the police. I'm praying for the police. I, I pray for first responders, but what was cool about this, these people didn't know. They just saw a car on file. They stopped and they pull, pulled this police officer out. It, it was around 6 45 PM in St. John the Baptist, Paris, Louisiana, and, and they saved his life. And I, th- I just think, you and I, we can save people's life. We have a role to play in the world in which we live and to make a difference. So don't don't take it lightly wherever you go today. God has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. You could really change uh, somebody's life. You could be the game changer in somebody's life. And, and so I want to pray for you as we close today.
2: What about saying a prayer and saying, God, I welcome you to change the direction of my day? That's right. Sometimes he does that.
1: Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the encouragement of WRFD. We thank you for Bob Bernie. We're praying, Lord, that you're going to raise Bob up. You're going to give he and Joy strength in their body and healing today. And, and Lord, we're praying that for us that we'll see the world around us as you do and that we will respond. Lord, we give you permission to change our day, to change the direction of what we're doing. We trust you, God, because we know that you love us and you have a plan for us. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I'm glad you've been listening today. I'm Pastor Doyle Jackson, and this is my wife, Jennifer Jackson. I'm praying for you. I'm rooting for you. And if you'd like to learn more about us, go to org. and I pray, I hope that you will continue listening to Bob Bernie tomorrow, and that you will support the ministry of uh, this station, and that you will share it with your friends and if you've missed anything today, all you have to do is go to the wordcolumbus.com and you can catch up on anything we've said. God bless you. And thank you for listening today to Bob Birdie Live.
0: Listen, listen, think, think, think discern. discern